In just the last decade, those who identify as Christian have fallen by 10%. Those who identify as Catholic in particular have fallen 3%. Only 30% of those who were raised Catholic still practice, according to one study, and most leave their faith by age 23. Conversely, atheists and agnostics are on the rise, gaining 9% of the population over the last decade. At the same time, suicides, mental illness, and addiction have plagued the country, but most especially in young adults. No, correlation does not prove causation, but numbers tell a story. This one is not especially encouraging. Many see college campuses as ground zero in extinguishing students' faith and eradicating their belief in higher power. The impact on our nation and on the lives of our young people who have bought into this nihilistic philosophy has been clear. One organization has set out to tackle this challenge head on. FOCUS is a Catholic outreach program, especially to college and university students. Today we have someone who's thought a lot about this. Tanner Kalina is a second year missionary with FOCUS. Tanner, it's good to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Linda. Tanner, you have a really interesting story. Give us an overview on how you became involved with FOCUS. Sure. So uh, I went to school at the University of Texas in Austin. And while I was there, I was really involved in the comedy scene in Austin. I was doing stand-up. I was involved in improv. I had a little sketch comedy group. And uh, SNL was the goal. Like that was growing up my family. We loved Jim Carrey. We loved comedy. We loved SNL. And since I was five, I found like a little book the other day when I was five years old. And, and it, I said, I want to be a comedian. So growing up, that was just my passion. Uh, I want to be a comedian and I was doing it in Austin. But at the same time, uh, I grew up with a faith, kind of like a, you know, a half-baked faith. It was there and I took it seriously, but in the way I knew how and I didn't quite, it was mainly intellectual and it hadn't sunken down to my heart yet. But while I was in Austin, I got involved in this group Focus at our Catholic Center. And in it, I found authentic community for the first time. I found peers chasing faith and I saw what actual faith looked like. And my faith that had lived in my head for so long started to sink down in my heart. And I, I got to taste what a relationship with Jesus is like. And so I was going to do focus right after college, which is a lot what a lot of focus missionaries do. But because I was involved in the comedy scene, I booked a studio comedy that was a pretty highly anticipated film the following year. And, and so that opened up a lot of doors for me in L.A. And my, my lofty goals of SNL all of a sudden became a pretty you know, plausible reality. And so that shot me out to LA and uh, the last five years, or I guess six years ago, I moved out there. Um, I, I was doing acting full time, got close to SNL, uh, but never quite panned out, but did do a handful of independent feature films. And then once again, just this, this faith that has been a part of my life resurfaced. And I, I lived in a house with five guys who loved Jesus, were on fire for him. And they encouraged me to pour into the word pour into prayer and yeah, it changed my life. And I wanted to, to go back out and, and show people this thing that changed my life and, and, and hopefully changed their life for the better as well. Evangelism is a large part of focus on campus and there's a program for parishes too. Who do you attract mostly, cradle Catholics or others? That's a great question. So focus was made in response to JP2's call for a new evangelization, which is finding those Catholics who have fallen away and re-evangelizing them, bringing them back home. 
and get them on fire to then go out and do likewise. So mainly I would say cradle Catholics. However, um, we live in a time where kind of even cradle Catholics are starting to get more and more small. We live in like a post-Christian world. We live almost in another apostolic age where even having a Catholic background or a Christian background is becoming more scarce. So you're kind of starting from ground zero. So I'm finding more students like that uh, who don't have a Catholic background, but are they have that ache in their heart uh, and that hunger for more that they just don't know how to fill. There's a lot of news coverage around campuses stifling free speech. How do you overcome the anti-religion culture and are kids generally receptive to the Catholic faith? I actually, I find that the, what's beautiful about our time as, as crazy as a world we live in is there is an openness. And so if you approach someone with love and respect and joy, they will see that and they'll be open to what you have to say. Uh, oftentimes when we, when we say our Catholic faith, they might be like, oh, whoa, because they have, they're coming in with a whole bunch of biases and prejudices against the church. But once you start to chisel away and ask the questions and peel back why they have those prejudices, why they actually believe what they believe, and then you just preach the truth, they start to fold, uh, fold away. And, and people are hungry for more. They know that there's something more out there. And, and the things that are typically offered on a college campus, partying and hookup culture and all the slew of different craziness, that that stuff doesn't satisfy. So I think that I, I do think that truth is truth. And when you preach it, it does like ring a chord in someone um, because that's just by design. Like Jesus is written on our hearts. The truth is written in our hearts. We're, we're hungry until that settles into our heart. And so if you just say truth, it does resonate a deep chord within someone. I almost hate to ask, but it's the elephant in the room. How has COVID impacted oh. your missionary work? Yeah. Last year was very rough here in Boulder, Colorado. Boulder enacted a, a law that was just like wild. They had a law at one point for a couple months where if you were between the ages of 18 to 22 and you're in a group of more than two people, you could go to jail. <laughs> Like it was super intense. They really, really tried to lock away people. And so that made outreach to students super difficult. Um, and a lot of it was just building up the community that was already here in Boulder. But now that uh, restrictions have gotten a little more loose this year, we're able to go out more and bring in more people. And I think a year of isolation has really made students a lot more hungry. And so we have a lot more in our, in our community this year than last year. Introspection will change everything. Some people claim that being honest and upfront about one's Catholic faith is the new punk. That is cultural rebellion. What's the real story? Oh, that's hilarious. I, I said that in a Bible study last night. I was like, guys, being Catholic is super punk. And what's like a video from Bishop Barron the other day, and he was talking about, you know, St. Junipero Serra's statues being tackled and how it's reminiscent of a time when Catholics were persecuted in the 1800s. And so like right now our society is moving one way and Catholics are moving another way. And I think that that shift actually makes it easier to be all in on one side. You know, Revelation 3.16, Jesus says, I would, uh, so because you are neither hot nor cold and you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. Uh, I think in the past, it's been easy to kind of live one foot in Catholic, you know, Catholicism, and then one foot out in the world. Lord knows I did that for a long time. 
But I think with how extreme things are nowadays, it's much easier to be Catholic and just be like, stick it to the man. I'm going to be like Catholic. I'm going to be punk. So where does that leave the kids on campus? Are college, are Catholic college kids, a secret society, say like Friends of Abe or out in the open? Yeah, I, I would say kind of like a, a secret group. We're a small group, but we're an on fire group. And the, the people like me, my team of missionaries and myself, our job is really to get in that, to get that on fire group to then go out. Our founder of Focus, Curtis Martin, has an awesome metaphor of Christians being like rods next to a fire. When you stick a, a metal rod in a fire and you leave it there, it starts to take on the properties of the fire. You know, it glows white, it gets hot. And if you stick it on a piece of paper, it can make that paper, you know, ignite in the flame. And likewise, Christians, when we spend time with Jesus, we can take on the properties of Jesus. And then when we go out, we can ignite people with the flame of Jesus. So my job as a, as a missionary, my team's job as missionaries is to get our, our students who are on fire to go out and get more people on fire. Focus talks about beauty saving the world. That makes sense. Catholics at one point cornered the market on truth, beauty, and goodness. How important is the beauty of the mass to focus members and seekers? Oh, it's essential i think in today's time we've almost lost logic like logic isn't a language we can speak with one another anymore um certain truths that we've abided by for forever are no longer considered truths and so the one language that can break through universally i think is beauty and art and and, and goodness in that and so i think beauty is essential to to reaching people and essential to spreading the faith it certainly transcends any advice for Catholic high school seniors and their families who are considering your school, University of Colorado? Yeah, I, I would say if you are a high school senior and you're looking at narrowing your choices down for where to go to school next year, I would say look and see if there is a focus presence on that campus because it truly is uh, an awesome organization that is meant to, to cater and find people like you and bring you into community and just deepen your faith. And especially as you transition and leave your family um, and go to, you know, for the first time, a place where you'll be independent and make be making decisions on your own. You need to be surrounded by like-minded people because we can't go on our, we can't go about our faith by ourselves. Words of wisdom, Tanner. That was a blast. Thank you for joining us and giving us hope for the country's future. All is not lost. All is not lost, Linda. Thank you for having me. The battle for our nation's soul may very well begin on our college campuses. Historically, Catholics have never fled from a righteous battle. At one point in history, Catholics were the bastion of reason, innovation, and invention. We were the hospitals, orphanages, missionaries, a mighty and fearless force in every corner of the world. Focus truly breathes life into the Catholic mission and carries it into the future. If you'd like to learn more about Focus, check the link below. Thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our show. I'm Linda Hoffman. See you on our next exciting episode of Fear Not. This has been a Chantworks production. Please visit us online at chantworks.com.